Hi, welcome to the Paket Pusher podcast. For those who are familiar with Paket Pushers and get used to listen Ethan and Greg, please don't worry, they are still alive. We have been talking with Ethan that I should have my own community channel and now here it is, my first show. My name is Orhan Ergin. You may know me through Paket Pushers and NetworkCompeting.com. I have several articles on both sides. I have been in the industry more than 10 years now and I am a CCIE and a CCDE. I am from Turkey and I have been out working outside of Turkey for a long time. Today we are going to talk about CCDE, Cisco Certified Design Expert, which is very popular design certification of Cisco. It's an expert level certification and there are less than 200 experts globally since the program in introduced in 2007. We are going to talk about preparation process, challenges, topics in the CCD blueprint and the latest announcements from the CCD team. Basically, in and out of CCD with the three great guys. I have three guests uh, today in the show. I met with these smart guys during my CCD preparation or CCD Google group, which actually Aiton created. I would like to welcome my first guest, Andre Laurent. Andre, welcome. Hey, thank you so much, Orhan. So my name is Andre Laurent. I'm a triple CCIE and a CCDE. I hold CCIE a certification in routing and switching, service provider and security. Uh, I do work as an architect as my full-time job, but as my hobby and as my as my passion, I like to coach and mentor in the areas of CCIE and CCDE. Because what I've found is that over time, touching the technology, if I'm not engaged with the technology, if I'm not looking at different designs, I'm not challenging myself, I forget, just like anyone else. So I spend a lot of my free time uh, focused on that passion, focused on that hobby, and it's exciting to be here today with the, with the team and with the group. Thank you very much, Andre. And then uh, Marwan El Shavi. Hi, Marwan. Yeah, thanks, Orhan. First of all, I would like to thank Orhan for organizing this session to discuss and share our experience for the CCD practical exam, which is, as you know, one of the hardest and highly recognized certifications. Thank you. All right, my name is Marwan. I'm currently working as a regional solution architect with GBM, which is an international ICT integrator and large Cisco partner headquartered in Dubai focusing on large customer enterprises. Prior to that, also I held different positions within IT and networking fields, such as the network architect with IBM Australia, Global Technology Services. Also, I work as a technical consultant with Dimension Data in Sydney. And during my work with these large organizations and global companies, I dealt with many design of large, sophisticated network, also work on several network validations, etc. In addition to that, I was selected as Cisco designated VIP on Cisco support communities mm -hmm. in 2012. Nice. As well as this year, I was selected as the VIP for the solutions and architecture subcommunity. And by the way, this month I'm going to host uh, a Cisco Ask the Expert event online, which is going to be in two, uh, in two weeks' time, discussing uh, modern data center design and architecture. So if someone interested to join this, it will be announced within two weeks. What, Thanks, what, Orhan. I hope it was a brief and informative enough. Th thank you, Marwan. What will be the uh, topic, actually, in that session? It will be discussing modern data center designs and architecture mm -hmm. and using Cisco Nexus Switches family. However, if someone from design or CCDE point of view, it's still network and architecture design for data center in particular. Very nice. Please send, send the link to me as well. Yes, yeah, sure. It will be announced on Cisco communities. <laughs> and they will put it on uh, Cisco community social media as well, Facebook and Twitter, I'm sure. Nice. 
Uh, also, we have uh, third guest, Dipten Shu Singh. Dipten Shu from the United States as well, uh, like Andre. Uh, welcome, Dipten Shu. Thanks, Rahan. Hi, everyone. My name is Dipten Shu Singh. I have been in the networking industry for around almost 10 years and mostly focused around large scale routing and switching designs and security as well. Uh, I'm a CCD as well as triple CCI like Andre. Uh, and CCI and outside service provider and security tracks, exactly the same as Andre is in. Uh, currently, actually, I'm in the middle of a job transition. I worked for, in past for a satellite cable TV provider, and I am going to join a software maker slash cloud provider slash uh, uh, Xbox console maker. So probably this will give you a hint where I'm going. Uh, not I'm not so much. Uh, you know, active on the social media yet, except LinkedIn. Uh, <clears throat> but I, once I actually get the, the transition settled in, I will try to be more active uh, uh, on the uh, public uh, social media boards. Is this job transition uh, happened after the CCD? Yes, that's correct. It's actually, nice yep. then. It's yep. nice then. Okay. Uh, today we are for CCDs, and we will try to help to uh, people about the CCD preparation. Actually, CCD preparation is really uh, takes time, uh, sometimes maybe more than a couple of years. Uh, and we will start first discuss uh, uh, for the for my guest uh, how long they uh, it took the preparation, uh, and then what was the challenges actually uh, I wanted to talk about. Let's start uh, with you, Andre. Yeah, sure thing, Orhan. So, <laughs> you know, it was interesting because. CC, at any time one of us that's a CCIE, I think we look at these certifications, we're always, we become addicted and we keep thinking to ourselves, what is the next one that I can go for? Exactly. How do I get my hands dirty with something? And I was told very early on that the CCD is completely different than any CCIE and that, you know, you really are going to have to spend a lot of the time in preparation reading and understanding the, not just, you know, what to put into the command line or, you know, because that's not really important for this exam. But, or how to configure things, but how to solve a problem right, with design. And it's not a best practices exam, just like the CCIE isn't a best practices exam. They're trying to make sure in that exam that you understand all of the things that are important to that customer, what caveats they have within the environment based on the case study that you're given and so on. So I was told this is very much a reading exam and be prepared to read and make sure that you have a very good background in all of these different areas. And when I first approached it, I thought, great, I hate to read. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't stand reading. Yeah. Two, um, it's a timed exam. I don't read very fast. I, I'm, I take, like to take my time. I have to read the words out loud in my mind to really digest the information. Mm -hmm. I said, this is going to go against me. Yes. And, and last, I thought, a lot of these things are subjective, right? So I'm being told that maybe there are several right answers, but there's only one really right answer. And I thought, this is going to be a nightmare, right? Because... If I'm given an option in multiple choice, I'm the kind of guy I typically choose the wrong answer. If you give me four of them, you say choose the two that are most appropriate, I choose the wrong two every time. <laughs> the way it's, it is. Actually, for, for the CCD, uh, there's a word. All the answer actually is correct, but you should uh, choose the best one. Is that correct? That's correct. Correct. And, well, and, and most of the answer. Yeah, it's true. Most of the answer. Because yeah. it depends. We have, we have to put it in context. Mm -hmm. So preparing for the exam, the strategy and all of these things, that didn't come till the very end until I got slapped across the face by the exam. Then I realized what this animal really looks like, how to truly 
getting my game, my strategy down, right? Who can help mentor me to be able to be better in my approach or in the way that I digest information, read things? But as I looked at the blueprint, one of the things that I saw was, it was it, there was no technology listed on the blueprint. And I believe that's still the case where it's broken out into, you know, the, ver the version two blueprints broken out to the four categories, right? You have the analyze design requirements phases, you have the develop the network design phases, you have the implement the network design phase, and validate and optimize the network design phase. And so as I looked at all of these different pieces, I said, well, where's the technology? What technology mm -hmm. do I need to understand? So personally, in my preparation, I built a blueprint uh, for myself that was technology-focused. And that blueprint included th things like IGP and EGP. And, and not to focusing on that from a configuration perspective, although there is an implementation, you know, uh, execution phase within the exam, it's not asking for all of the details, but maybe an order of operations to be able to ensure that this transition goes smoothly, something of that sort. So I focused on IGP, ZGP, I focused on all of the different types of VPNs, so L2TP, V3, any transport over ATM, VPLS, MPLS, GetVPN, you know, DMVPN, all of these different types of things, right? IPsec and GRE, all of, all of these kinds of things I was thinking about. Service provider networks, I actually did that as one topic. Uh, and I looked at that in terms of Okay, you typically have large-scale IGP, and you're you know advertising these loopback addresses to do your BGP peerings, and then you're peering from PE to CE. And what are the capabilities that you want to introduce for uh, uh, enhanced conversions and so on? And so I was reading about things like PIC and nonstop forwarding and all of these other things, right? Fast reroute, traffic engineering. A lot of reading again, and then and, and then going into the LAN module, right? Understanding all of the various LAN considerations, hierarchy, the WAN considerations, Internet Edge, IPv6, QoS. I mean, you name it. So the material that I used that was most helpful to me, and I'm, I'm sure you'll hear the same from um, others, is you know Cisco 365 Live, right? The the all of the Cisco Live decks are available, and my recommendation is to go through there and start handpicking all of the different uh, decks that are related to somehow to design in those particular technology areas. Now, that's going to help you to get the foundation in terms of the skills, the understanding of why you might implement one thing over another, and you might start learning about best practices, right, from those decks, because oftentimes right. those, those decks, they reference Cisco validated designs, which, I mean, one of the most amazing tools. So as you go through that, I'm sure just like myself, I, my eyes were opened. I thought, wow, I'm learning a lot. This is very exciting. And, but at the same time, I was thinking, best practice this, best practice that. It really depends. And so first step, I think, in the preparation, read as much as you can. Learn as much as you can about these validated designs, these different technologies, why you might introduce them into an environment, what problems they solve, how they integrate, how they interoperate. You know, is it a sustainable model? How does it scale? Um, how does it affect network performance, security, manageability, usability, all of these things, right? Yeah. And then from there, you the exam is going to be a reading exam. We can talk a little bit about strategy maybe a little bit later. Yeah, thank you very much. Actually, also we should say uh, the CCD exam is also eight hours exam. You can attempt only uh, every three months, uh, just one day. Pearson View is organizing the exam. Uh, right now, it's expanded to... 275 sites, correct? Guys? That's right. Yeah. Okay, and uh, deep tension, can we learn how was your preparation and then uh, what was actually the challenge for you uh, about the exams? Sure, so, you know, after being uh, a triple CCI, you know, 
what I learned was mostly the exams, as you know, we talked about a little bit earlier, that uh, exam was mostly focused around how you do things. Okay, so could be MPLS, right? Uh, how do you build an MPLS network, right? Now, what CCDE to me was bringing up is why would you bring certain things, right? And what is the business use case for it? And, and again, as you said, right, there could be multiple right answers for a, a given problem. But the thing is that what is the best solution for a problem according to the business uh, needs, right? So does this prob does this solution actually fits my business needs, right? So it could be possible that sometimes we could say, oh, layer two MPLS is the best solution, but according to the business need, what a customer needs, it's trying to make a real world scenario in which it says, okay, it may be the best solution, but in this particular situation, according to the business needs or the customer needs, it may not be the best solution. You have to look at something else because of these requirements. Uh, so that's something was interesting, and it was actually it, it tries to mimic a real world scenario in a sense that okay, it's always not the best practices is gonna be you know uh, the right answer. You have to understand customer needs and based on that come up with a solution which actually fits that need. Now you go to a different customer, a different solution will fit to that need. So that is something you learn that aspect of it. Thank you. Uh, you also uh, both Andre and you mentioned uh, mainly from the MPLS and then the overlays. Uh, what do you think, Marwan, uh, is really uh, VPN and overlay technologies uh, important for the CCD? Is it too much important? Well, uh, if we look at the CCD blueprint and the requirement, uh, it is focused mainly, I would say, on enterprise and service provider type of network. So if you don't know MPLS and how it works and their overlay VPN, there will be a big problem. Actually, so it is one of the core components. Actually, uh, yes, I am uh, doing lots of conversation around that. Uh, people say CCD is mostly focused on service provider technologies, and then uh, they are asking, actually, will CCD team bring uh, CCD security, CCD voice, uh, etc. And uh, is there, uh, did you guys uh, hear anything about it? Is there any plan? Maybe, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think, uh, to me, I, I don't think so, I, I, I have heard, but but the thing is, uh, if you look at security or voice, if you bring CCD, uh, just my personal opinion, there will be less topics to cover in terms of the design compared to enterprise and uh, uh, service provider architecture, because voice it can be considered as an application to be added to the architecture with its best practices and business requirements. And the security is component of the overall architecture. So security is included within the CCDE, but it's not a main component. This is how I see yeah, it. Yeah, it's not a main component. And then uh, maybe just because of this reason, uh, the team can decide that and they can bring the CCD security, right? And so then, I haven't seen, I haven't heard anything mm-hmm. uh, just go about that, and, and I, I wouldn't be able to speak to it, I imagine it would be confidential, but the interesting thing there is, mm-hmm. if we think of design, uh, we know that this is a Cisco exam, and they're they're wanting to be as neutral as possible with this, so that it's a design exam regardless of which vendor solutions you implement, it's not a hardware-based exam, right, so you can't think in terms of limitations of one vendor solution, a product over another, 
that's the goal. And so if we think through things like voice, I think the challenge there is everybody's voice solution is going to be a little bit different in terms of how they structure their dial plans or what the failover capabilities are and so on. So I'm not sure if that makes the best uh, uh, topic or quote-unquote architectural pillar for, for, for a design track, but I can see... I can't see them splitting up enterprise and service provider network uh, network exams. I mean, that would make sense to me. It's not to say that suggest that there's not some overlap because I think it's important for enterprise uh, routing and switching experts to understand MPLS, especially these days. We see a lot of that deployment of that in utilities and, and so on when you know secure segmentation is required and you, you want separate separate control and data planes. So, so there, there's some benefit there, but. Um, I, I just don't see us getting very specific. Now, if we focus on module, maybe that makes sense because, you know, for example, in the data center, there are a lot of changes. Yeah. So if you're truly designing a data center, you treat that as an island that you're accessing from the enterprise world, and perhaps that that could make sense since it's such a heavy area of focus right now. I don't know. It's interesting. I, I, I don't see, actually, in the blueprint, uh, the data center overlays like VXLAN, uh, public pads, or actually, public pet is uh, Cisco-based technology, but uh, also uh, might be Trill, for example. I don't see uh, much around this. Uh, do you think actually uh, this kind of also data center technology should bring into the uh, CCD exam? What do you think? So I think, in my opinion, Arhan, mm-hmm. these things are actually evolving. In a sense, a lot of uh, technologies around that and the design changes as well as new best practices comes around that. From a CCD, when you put something, uh, you know, as an exam and a design perspective, you really want to focus on something which is a lot more, I think, stable mm-hmm. so that everyone was on the same, you know, at least on the same, uh, uh, same, uh, you know, understanding that this is how we do things in a sense that, you know, otherwise, you know, if you put something new, it would be hard because everyone would have a different opinion. Right now, things are not really settled down. So, and not of everyone not have seen that much of technology in the field itself. So, uh, I think from an exam perspective, they're trying to focus more around the core technologies which are well settled and well established in the field, uh, rather than bringing up very uh, new technologies which are still evolving and going deep into that. Yeah. Also, to add to this, for example, as you mm-hmm. mentioned. For the data center, also the next generation data center, it's uh, a bit confusing because if you want to go deeper, for example, unified fabric, you'll see, for example, Cisco, they do it in a way, Juniper do it different way, HP do it in another way. Although they're achieving the same goal, but if you go deeper, each vendor, they do the architecture slightly differently. So it is, if you wanted to keep it vendor agnostic certification, the CCDE, you cannot go deep in this area. But you still can cover the, let's say, data center interconnect, connectivity, layer two, layer three. It's like the general concept of architecture. Yes. Actually, uh, when you mentioned from the fabric, there is also now uh, the discussion around the fabrics, data center fabrics versus uh, open flow SDN. And then uh, based on this, based on, uh, this discussion, actually, I, I, Ethan Banks wrote an article about it. And uh, with the uh, SDN actually come to the picture, is really CCI losing its value? Uh, what do you think about it, actually, Andre? I, I mean, I'm based out of the U.S., right? And so uh, 
I, I would say no. I do, I do not <laughs> believe CCIE is losing its value. Okay. Uh, I think that CCIE has been a life changer for many, and I think it will continue to be a life changer for many. I think once a person establishes that uh, that CCIE designation, right, they've, they've achieved that, I think it, it changes the way that they're looked at in the marketplace. Now, I'm not suggesting that you have to have a CCIE to be respected in the industry, uh, but I would say that it opens a lot more doors when you have that. In addition to that, the CCIE journey, if we say, is it valuable or not, is it losing value, let's define that because yes. I found that, you know, is it value, if, we're, if what we value from the CCIE is a salary, pay, that we're going to receive from a particular company that's hiring us, mm-hmm. that's one form of value. If it's about learning as much as you can and becoming very intimate and familiar with all of the tools that potentially could go in a tool bag, that's another form of value. If it's about changing the status of your life in terms of you're looking for jobs and you're having a difficult time finding jobs, you have the experience and you're wanting to open doors more quickly, that's another type of value. So for me personally, I think I will never see it as losing value truly because, one, going for an exam like that shows a tremendous amount of commitment and tenacity, hard work. It also shows that, you know, that a person has a certain ability to be able to dive very deep into technologies and and maybe they don't understand why they're using those technologies, but at least understand how to implement them. So when we take that that foundation and we tie it together with something like this, CCDE, where it's focused on what was mentioned earlier, why are we doing this, right? If we take those two things and put them together, we become much better engineers, right? And design tends to stick a little bit more quickly. So I almost think of CCIE like black belt. If you're in doing karate or something like this and they're giving you the black belt, you walk with the black belt people, they respect you. But if you haven't practiced for 10 years, you know, you're going to be rusty. Exactly. <laughs> they're going to look at you. The black belt means nothing. So that's the way I see it. I believe also uh, when the STN comes, actually the high-end engineers still uh, will be needed there. And then uh, what do you think, uh, this is a very uh, hot topic and people uh, are discussing about it. What's your opinion? So in my opinion, uh, honestly, answer is no. Not saying that because I'm a CCI, right? People <laughs> come up with the conclusion very quickly. Oh, that's why it is. But essentially we have to see what exactly CCI brings to the table? I mean, am I after just having passing the CCI somehow? And uh, is that if that's the approach, that's the wrong approach, right? What CCI to me as a uh, you know brings up on the table is basically the learning path. It's all about the journey rather than the destination, right? So if you know if I have you know gone through the, that this process of uh, understanding each core technology, you know, which is like how I should do those things. It makes me a very, very, you know, like a knowledgeable engineer. And that helps me to my day-to-day job. And that's the key. You know, I will, if I know my, uh, if I know my technology areas in a deep enough, it will not, it, it will help me and also brings the confidence into my day-to-day job as well as, you know, it allows me to help others as well. If, and that's basically is from an engineering perspective, I shine in that, in, if I go through that, you know. Uh, but but the problem, okay. actually, once uh, STN comes, uh, let's say OpenFlow comes uh, okay. in the picture, yeah. and then the network devices is just dumb devices, so then, yes. So, here is my thing, first of all, if I am 
only learning how to type a command on a Cisco router, mm -hmm. and if that's all I got from my CCI, actually I, you know, I am on a wrong place, right? What I am trying to understand from my CCI's get out from my CCI is, uh, for instance, let's say BGP. How okay. does BGP works, right? I mean that's part of it, and. Part of the exam process is okay. I know how to type the command in the to make the BGP work on a Cisco device. But essentially, what I want to get out from that part is how does really a BGP works or OSPF works or ISIS works. And once I get that, I mean, I don't think open uh, okay. Of actually, is going actually, to BGP. I understand your yep. point. And uh, actually, it's nice to at least uh, for the preparation process. Process is nice to learn uh, maybe deeply some stuff, but. Uh, I think right now more than 40,000 CCI are out there, right? And also from one of the perspective, okay, if we see uh, CCDE, right now less than 200 people, but uh, this is another opinion actually uh, I'm trying. 40,000 CCIE. Also, uh, we should, I believe we should think uh, based on this, this uh, amount, 40,000 and then 200. I'm not comparing CCI or CCD, but uh, whichever certification actually, uh, if it's really hard to get, I believe, it's, if it's really uh, very challenging, uh, challenging certificate, shouldn't be more valuable? So, so I think on that, we are mixing this thing is basically demand and supply, basic economic economy principle, right? Mm -hmm. This has nothing to do with learning part of it, in my opinion, right? I mean, it's is if you have more demand than supply, obviously, uh, you know, from, and it becomes goes back to the wage. Then it becomes so. Uh, am I looking for a salary hike, or am I gonna get a better job because of that? Right. Okay. Then let, let let me ask like this: uh, What is your uh, main focus for getting the CCIE? More salary, changing the job. What is this? For me, it's about learning. Okay. And, and and the thing is that what what I realized was more you know, you realize how less you know. So it's always a hunger of learn, learning new things and understanding things, right? So that's that's where my focus. Is. Everything else just fits by itself. I yes, wanna so I wanna also listen uh, to Marwan's point. Marwan. Yeah. Well, well, when it comes to the CCIA, I just have uh, a different point of view. Mm -hmm. uh, I agree with, with the guys that CCIA is still the the, let's say the well recognized, I would say the most recognized certification in the industry. But there is something changing. If we compare CCIEs, let's say early 2000s and now, you'll see now a lot of CCIE learning providers helping mm -hmm. people without any experience, just fresh graduate, and they get CCIE. Then I, I, I experienced it myself. When you interview those people, they have very few or zero experience. However, from the CCIE, Normally, as an employer, your expectation is different. You're expecting someone expert. We Let's say we appreciate the CCI and the learning you go through, but doing this in a real life and in the field is, is completely different. So th this is what I would say uh, changing the value of the CCIE because you'll see a lot of employers, when they see those people that experience and he comes as a CCIE, but he doesn't express any experience, they start losing the trust on the certification. This is because of the way that people are going. But it's not me, doesn't, doesn't mean that pe people holding CCI, they are not experts. Again, it's the most recognized certification for the networking in the world. We know that. Then, 
almost all of us. Uh, Com- comparing thinking, this yeah. to your question about the CCDE, CCDE is completely different. Forget about the number of people that get it. It's been introduced this program since 2007, uh, almost how much? Five years and uh, no, seven and years. Less than 200 people. Yeah, it's seven because years. CCDE, CCDE without experience, mm-hmm. it will be very hard to pass if you can, because there are many areas. There is no textbooks or a learning uh, tra- training that can teach you these things. For example, you go through some areas. If someone goes, for example, to the CCDE demo, you'll see one of the examples, like they give you information, then they tell you what other information you need to, to, to propose a design. Without experience, you cannot mention that because you Definitely. need to be experienced and you know what you need more, for example. Definitely. So, on the CC demo, uh, I just remind me of uh, when we were actually in the IE boot camp and we were working all there were uh, um, like 40 CCI when we were collectively uh, collectively 40 num- 40 number of CCI obviously there are few people who are multiple CCIs and stuff and we were working on the CC that demo exam and we collectively scored like 17 percent was something yeah. like that yeah actually w- once you uh, mentioned from the boot camp uh, I wrote an article last month about the CCD boot camps. Uh, I just touched three of them, INE, uh, which actually is given by Brian McGann, and then uh, Howard Butts, and also Jeremy Philippine. Uh, did you guys attend uh, the one of them, or what do you think, what do you know about them? Andre? Yeah, Orhan, so uh, I originally, before INE had an offering, Brian Dennis was, uh, Brian Dennis, which is one of the owners of INE, he went out to San Jose, he rented a room, and he, he said he invited all of the people to come and that were in San Jose for the exam. and said, come, sit, let's, uh, I have some material that mm-hmm. I'm trying to vet out for an offering, and let's sit and let's go through that and have some conversation and see if we can, you know, study together, like a study group. So it was very, it was very good, good to have uh, um, all of the different CCIEs in the room. Again, collectively, there were, I don't know, 40, 50 CCIEs. Yeah, it was free, right, at that time? Uh, we were we were going through the demo ex- exam as well early on. We got wrapped up on that. We would spend literally, we could spend an entire two three hours on one question. It was so subjective, so it was somewhat discouraging. Um, those guys have always been good in providing content. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was value in the conversations. I think that we were having in the room across amongst all of the different folks that were there to take the exam. I did attend uh, Jeremy Philippin's offering um, because I found that my problems in the exam were not. I, my 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 approach for being able to uh, see all of the information that was spread across all of these different documents to take everything into consideration, not forget it, and then multiple choice. Like I said, I've never been good at. So Jeremy Philibin, his offering helped me quite a bit. It was uh, he, he was offering virtually at that time, and he would offer over a couple of weekends. He would send you some documentation, some simplified CCDE style exam questions that you would go over, you would answer, and then you'd be on a weekend and you would discuss why you responded the way you did and he would tell you why he felt that certain answers were more appropriate and walk through the documentation and show that. And that benefited me quite a a bit. Jeremy also is uh, the first one, I believe, uh, who is giving the CCD. Yeah. Uh, What about uh, Marwan? Did you attend any bootcamp? Yeah, I I attended almost the same as Andre. I first started with the exam practice of Jeremy. It was very helpful because you need to have the mindset of the CCDE, how it looks like, what the way that the question could come, how you think about it. It, it was very helpful 
in, in that side. I, I wouldn't compare difficulties uh, rather than just the way that you start thinking about the exam, approaching the questions and answers. Then I attended uh, in London INE boot camp, and I would say it, it, it's not a boot camp like CCI. You go through things and uh, you have sequence of things to configure and implement and see results. Rather than it's uh, discussion driven, so it depends on the people and the chin. If you have uh, active people, you'll get very valuable boot camp. If you have passive people, it will not be that valuable, I would say. But again, it, it's helpful because it opens your mind to several areas that maybe you overlooked or things like. Keep tension. So I attended uh, the three-day INE boot camp, and that was before my first attempt. Uh, so, and the intention was to understand the exam format and how people approach. So that was something which I wanted to get out of it. And when I walked in, I, you know, obviously it's a different bootcamp format. And to me, the most valuable thing was having uh, 40 CCI sitting in one room and trying to hammer a problem, right, and solve that problem. And the discussion which you were getting out of it was very, very valuable, you know. And that was, you know, the key thing which I took out from... Uh, my boot camp uh, from the three, you know, that's the value of it. And again, as I said, right, Marvin said that if you get passive people, so you may not get any value out of it then. But if you have active people, you know, you will get, we, you know, it's very valuable in my opinion. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's all I attended, uh, the three-day INE boot camp. And to me, that was the key factor of the discussions. Thank you. Okay, we, we are actually almost all of us uh, on the same page for the discussions for also uh, CCI losing uh, discussion uh, for CCDE do you recommend any other CC certification maybe from Cisco maybe from another vendors uh, for the CCDE can you say yes uh, if they take this certification uh, it would be better what about what do you think uh, about it Andre yeah good question Orhan so Obviously, CCIE is not a prerequisite to CCDE, but mm -hmm. I, I do think there's an advantage to having CCIE. Um, now, that's funny that I say that because... Then if it's CCIE, which, which uh, track, I will ask, yeah. You know, this is a routing and switching-based exam. Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, it, but, but at the same time, it also introduces MPLS. Now, the routing and switching CCIE introduces MPLS. It doesn't get as deep dive, dive into, like, traffic engineering and these things, so... I think, you know, although there are MPLS-based technologies that, are, you know, that you're expected to understand different types of VPN, you're going to, the, the process, the main goal here with these exams, it's like anybody can be, you can be a CCIE on number, you can be a CCDE on number. Mm -hmm. When you take the exam, you get, you pass, you get your number. The real value here is you go after learning as much as you can to become that, that, that to achieve that designation, to receive that designation. And in that process, what you've done is you've learned things that you can now provide value to others. So there were comments made earlier about, you know, experience is really important. I agree 100%. If you don't have experience, it's going to be tough. So if you approach design and design only and you have no experience with how these things are implemented, it's I think it takes a very unique individual to be able to understand what the how these design decisions are going to infect, infect the implementation team. Is it really possible or is it theory? And so I would say... Like anything, start from the beginning. Read the book. On, don't take necessarily take all of the exams. Read CCDA book. Read CCNA book. Read every book you can read. Read. But this exam again is more about the design. Mm -hmm. 
then, it, then it can take five years, right? And uh, uh, do you, did you write anything uh, on your? I believe you have also blog, right? Yeah. So yeah. exactly. Uh, thanks, Orhan. So yeah, you can find anybody can find me at ask uh, at ask a CCDE mm-hmm. on Twitter. Thank you. Uh, I I also started a blog uh, which is uh, or a site that I was looking to be able to walk through CVDs. It's called a CCXE Life. So I just replaced the I or the D with an X. Of mm-hmm. uh, you know so www.ccxelife.com. Yeah. That one might eventually get transferred into Cisco. It's hard to say. Uh, Right now, I'm also working with Cisco Learning Network, and I'm doing, uh, they're framing it as CCNA seminars or CCNP seminars, but I'm doing seminars there to show people how, you know, have discussion, right? Help to reinforce things that people are learning. Definitely. Yeah. You said, actually, uh, for the CCIE routing and switching, with the version 5, they introduced version 5 now, and uh, MPLS, especially Layer 3 VPN, and Layer 2 VPN uh, was there in even... Uh, routing division version 4 blueprint. Now they also introduce some uh, type of overlays like DMVPN. And actually, if you if you look for the CCD blueprint, uh, it's more like CCI service provider plus CCI uh, routing division, I would say. What do you think about it, Marwan? Well, uh, there is something interesting. I think uh, you've noticed, guys, uh, I'm one of the few CCDEs without any CCIE. So I think I'm a good example for getting CCDE without a CCIE. Wow. However, <laughs> yeah, but this is not came from nothing because I have extensive experience in design. I started implementation, so I went deep in routing switching, service provider technologies, best practice design, real-life networks. So I went very deep in these implementations and design, and that's what helped me because my journey was easier because I just uh, didn't read on these technologies like enterprise, QS, campus design, all of these, I've done a lot on it. Maybe I'm less experienced in, let's say, global size of service providers, and in the CCD exam, you expect things big like this. So I started focusing in my study on these areas read best practices, what technologies and why to use it, because as you mentioned, it's not about how I implement it. I don't care about the command, but I care about the technology, how things integrate, and why you use technology X, not technology Y. Because again, in the exam, you will read best practices everywhere. Okay, OSPF, best practice, this way, one, two, three. But in the exam, you'll not get a green field. You'll get maybe a network that has a problem. Unlike in real life, you'll get a broken network. So you have to deal with the business requirement, budgeting, and how you fix that. Definitely, when you when you say yeah. especially uh, about OSPF, yes, maybe in the business requirement, based on the business requirement, let's say they wanna if they wanna implement OSPF in the full mesh uh, or in the uh, hub and spoke, the best practice also exactly. will change, right? Yeah, that, that's right. Also, for example, you mentioned hub and spoke. You need to look at the business. So, for example, if you look at the banking environment. Of financial, they run hub and spoke network. Also, if you look at the retail type of architecture, they run hub and spoke, but each one has a different requirement. So all of these change the way that you choose the routing protocol, the way you implement it. So these are the key factors to get Definitely. things right. The CCD or in the real life. Definitely, we should look for the business. Actually, uh, how the business is uh, actually built. Uh, right. I I just. Uh, receive one question. Uh, they have just five 
sites and then uh, they are implementing BGP and uh, they are asking now should we do the BGP route reflector design or and, and uh, this is all about business right and if you want to complicate your network, yes, go and uh, implement route reflector, but if really your business, think about scalability, think about what is your business requirement, you are correct. Um, and uh, I want to ask uh, one thing actually, you said you are uh, Cisco VIP, right? Uh, yep. What is uh, VIP and if I want to be a, become VIP, what should I do? Well, Cisco VIP is something that Cisco introduced in their community, so I think Andre aware about this because it comes along the different communities. So now they have the developer community, they have the learning, Cisco learning network and learning community and Cisco support community. In Cisco support community, what you will see, there are a lot of sub forums and decent support like network architecture that that's one routing plan service provider gets subcategories, unified communication, solution architecture. And the, the interesting thing is people, they post a real-life question. So even for the CCD preparation, I, I use the Cisco support community for my references as well because there you can interact with real experts, whether they are Cisco SMEs or external uh, network experts. Then it is truly so separate, truly separated than the CCD, right? If I yeah. became CCD, it's not related with the Cisco VIP, correct? No, no, it's not related. The VIP is based on your participation. So when you participate there, let's say people they post questions in certain uh, forums, so you start interacting with those people, you answer their questions. So based on that, people will rate your uh, responses. And the Cisco community managers or team, they evaluate these responses yearly and based on the highest rating, feedback, quality of responses, they select the top, let's say, 20, the top people on each sub-community and they give them this designation as a VIP. And there are some benefits because there are some internal uh, discussions, you'll get some recognitions and etc. Yeah, so it's, it's something like rewarding for your achievement. And also, you'll get the benefit to run uh, webinars like just ask the expert, etc. All of these through. Can I can I go I to mean, Cisco Live for free? Yes, that's right. So oh, one very of nice. the things <laughs> is they give you Cisco Live tickets for free as well. So this one of the interesting things, and yeah, it is nice. But again, for people with engineering or design, or I, I've seen it very very beneficial because. You can, for example, help people. At the same time, you can see other responses. So you can learn because all of these, it's uh, a real-life uh, issues and questions. And it's like... De de definitely. Helping exactly. to people you is... You can learn from other mistakes as well. Helping to people is uh, very important. Why we are doing exactly. this podcast, right? Also, I have some posts there, some uh, documentation, some mm -hmm. articles I posted there, a couple of them rewards in different technologies. So if someone goes there, they can go to expert corners and there will be a lot of documentation videos and some of them posted by me. Thank you. And then Deep, what do you think? Uh, should I get any other CCIE before uh, CCDE? Will it help or? Depends? So, uh, from my perspective, it's not that you need to have a CCIE. Mm -hmm. You need to having a level of knowledge is important, right? So we are not necessarily after a proof that, oh, you have get the certificate of route search or service provider. Uh, but to me, having a CCI route search as well as CCI service provider level of knowledge is important to approach CCTE. 
then it becomes your journey becomes you know lot more easier otherwise you will be is you know you have to go back to basics and understand you know basically how does a uh, how does a, a basic mpls network works you know how does a basic uh, differences between isis ospf and things like that now when i say level of knowledge i'm assuming that you know if you say somebody is say outsourced in service provider it means that that guy has gone through that process and he already knows that you know if he has skipped and just got his say outsourced in service provider it doesn't do any good for cct he has to still go back and learn that so essentially the important thing is having the no- level of knowledge things makes lot more easier uh, so outsourced in service provider uh, level of knowledge is biggest thing to me as well as a little bit of exposure to security i think helps uh as well so these are the three uh, important things uh, to me uh uh from a exam perspective to approach that you know having routing De- service provider and definitely security. definitely routing switching and service provider uh, is the first focus i also think like this and also security not only for protecting our network uh but also for the overlays uh, like ipsec and vpn uh, is very important to know Uh let's, let's yes go ahead. go ahead. I have a comment I want to make it goes back to to learning right it's all what you're seeing here is that everyone on the call seems mm-hmm. all of us we have I think a commitment to technical excellence and not only that to, to helping others right paying it forward Definitely. and so I, I found one of the best ways to learn is to teach so one of the strategies maybe for preparing for this exam that could benefit others is you know if you're like me and you don't learn well by reading and you learn better through discussing then if you join these communities that are out there and you lead those communities as a leader and you go there you, you find a group of people and you facilitate conversation based on the th- these different topics and you That's do right. it in a way where you're discussing but you're also coming to the conversation ready to teach something so you might ask a question where you know the answer that you're after but you're asking the question to 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 basically help somebody else see the light and this is a great way to go into the higher level of learning where now you're discussing now you're experiencing now you're teaching and it seems that the information will be easier to digest yes that, that was a compression actually the chart i remember uh, how you can uh, remember something and there was something like if you read if you teach and uh, based on that and teaching is really helpful please uh, continue the other thing i want to point out is this exam we were talking about it and it's it's, it's almost a mystery right The easiest way I can explain this exam to somebody that's looking to uh, do something the, for the first time, well, you can go to the demo and you can try it and get a feel for how the exam is structured if that's still online. But uh, also, I compare it to if I if I take a, a needle and I throw it into a large yard of grass, you can go and find the needle pretty. I mean, it's going to take to find the needle, but you find the needle and you're in good shape. If I take the needle, I cut it into two pieces. and i throw it into the same into uh, multiple areas of grass just there's 10 areas of grass i put it in two of them now you got to find these it becomes more difficult and but if you do find them it's easy to put together if i take the needle i cut it into five pieces and i throw it into 30 different lawns and you don't know which lawn it is in i cut mm-hmm. the lawn into 30 pieces this is the exam because i have to be able to go through all of this different documentation find all of these different pieces of the needles and put it together in a way that makes sense to know what part goes where so that i have the right solution based on the documentation that i'm looking at thank you and uh, based on my understanding we we are also on the same page that uh, having a 
one maybe CCIE service provider uh, would be beneficial for the CCD preparation, at least uh, to understand the exam and then the topics in the blueprint is uh, very important and maybe uh, little security. Uh, I am receiving these questions, most probably also you received. Uh, what do you think about uh, next next certification? Uh, will you guy go for the CC architect or another certification? What's the next step? Andre? Mm. So uh, I will admit to, to, to the whole world, I, I've attempted the CCAR uh, mm -hmm. first phase. I didn't make it past that first phase. Uh, oh, you already attempted. Okay. I attempted the first phase. There's two phases to that exam. I attempted the first round. I did my submission. Oh, actually, actually, sorry, sorry. Uh, can you just also briefly talk about uh, architect, CC architect uh, for us? Yeah, sure thing. So, you know, CCAR, you know, we talk, it's, it's interesting because in every one of these, it's like, we say CCDE is the why, and it is the why. Uh, you know, why are we doing it? How do we map it back to the business requirements? But the CCAR is really understanding what are those requirements, helping to, to set the scope and the vision for the project and, you know, how are you, what are the drivers and how are you going to solve the problems? And, and so the exam is uh, handled by a board and the, there are two phases. One is you submit samples of your work and they review that and then they interview you mm -hmm. to, to see if you are who you say you are or to fill in some gaps if there's information missing from your submission. Mm -hmm. This is not about design. It's not about your configuration. It's about Did you understand the business requirements? How does the technology map back to that to make impact and so on? And then from there, if they like your submission, they believe you are good enough, then they they ask you to come, they give you a case study and they ask you to come in uh, in front of the board to submit, you know, to defend your your case study, is my understanding. So it's a very expensive exam, it's uh, $15,000. Uh, there are no income in total, right? The first phase I think was $3,750, the other one is the remainder of uh, 11250 Yes, it's definitely one of the most expensive exams. Yeah. Yeah. And even the people in Cisco, they pay for that, uh, right? It's, uh, not, I'm not suggesting that each person has to pay. Maybe their leadership will help them. I don't know. But there is no shortcut there because the people's time is very valuable. You have some very very important people in Cisco that are um, running that, that program. How now, many people out there right now? I believe it's less than 10. Yes. Um, they just had a recently, that last round, that I, I went the last round. I didn't make it again past the first phase. Uh, I think that round ended at the end of March, but I'm not 100%. I'd have to look at the uh, look at the information online. I am not sure, but I believe it's uh, seven. Yeah, seven people. Yeah, I think they, I don't know if they've updated on it. There were some folks that passed recently. Um, hmm. okay. It's interesting. It's an interesting exam, but, you know, you're hearing from a lot of us that, It's not about having the designation. The designation is important. I think it differentiates us in the industry. There's value there, right, from that perspective. There's more value in the experience that you gain as you go through this, the knowledge that you receive, how you apply that, how you use that to help others. So the problem that I've had with the CCAR is, as I was going through the process, I didn't feel like I was going through this thing. To, there's nothing to prepare, really. I wasn't going through there trying to learn something to become better architect. I was going there to show them I am an architect. Let me prove to you what I am. Mm -hmm. So the real value there is, yeah, I'm one of 10 in the world, right? But does everybody know what that is in the industry? I mean, do they even know what it is inside of a Cisco, right? Uh, does everybody value, is there a lot of value behind that? You know, maybe one day. Uh, I think the people that have that certification, I, I know a lot of them, and they are top-notch people. I mean, they're sharp as hell. There's no way around it. I mean, they're the very sharp people. Uh, but I, for me personally, 
I don't feel like, at this time, you know, I don't feel like I want to necessarily show up to prove something to somebody. I want to learn. So I focused my energies more on TOGAF. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a business architectural transformation program offered by Global Knowledge. It's called VATP. I found that program to be exceptional. So I, I'm just focusing my energy on learning new things, applying them to my role. And uh, I will go for another CCIE because I'm addicted. I can't help it. If it's like uh, somebody smoking cigarettes. But you will, not, you will not continue uh, to attempt to CCD again, as I understand. The AR, uh, I, 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 I can't say never. At, at this time, I, I would rather spend my time focused on uh, TOGAF or more industry architectural certifications. In addition, because I feel like I'm learning more, to attend some classes, learn from some people. And in addition to that, I will go for the CCIE data center. And if it becomes more cheap, right? Cheap, cheaper than this. Like yeah. really expensive. And what about Marwan? What's your plan? Well, uh, I was thinking about the city architect, but again, it, it requires some some more enough experience in terms of uh, solution architectures within the industry. Plus, uh, as a benefit, it, it's going to be more personal, more personal achievement rather than you will get a tangible benefit because I would say it's very rarely to be recognized. Maybe if you work in Cisco in the U.S. or somewhere, maybe you'll get the benefit somehow of it, but somewhere else no one will value this. We know even the CCD, there are few people, even now CCI is more known than CCD, so it needs time to get its value in the market. Yeah. Actually. So I, I, I'm 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 the same uh, and the same track with Andre. I'm, I'm maybe focusing on TOGAP at the moment. There was also a question on the CCD yeah. Google Group actually, which is created by the uh, Ethan, and I'm also the manager there, and uh, we are uh, encouraging the people to come there to CCD Google Group. Just uh, type on Google uh, CCD uh, Group and then uh, join there. There are right now more than 300. Uh, CCDE and then candidates actually mixed there and we are trying to help them also uh, we are lear- learning from the, those discussions uh, and there was one of the discussions uh, about uh, what's the next step what uh, CCD thinks about it uh, and Deep Tenshu, what's your next step? So my next step is though maybe or may not be a certification one for the thing for sure is I'm going to focus a little bit more on Python and uh, do, uh, you know, focus on automation and how things can be done. You are the uh, believer then the STN is coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's more about automation and orchestration rather than anything else, right? So uh-huh. I need to, you know, if STN comes in, sure enough, I can use that skill. Uh, uh, that's one thing. And the other thing is I want to pick up a little bit of Juniper as well. Uh, so uh, focusing on Juniper platforms as, and see how, you know, their implementation is, is there. So these are the two things. Maybe go for GNCIE service provider. Uh, that looks interesting to me because service provider technologies are always, you know, closer to my heart. Um, so that may be a possibility, but don't know for sure yet. Thank you. Uh, I believe we are almost uh, done. And I want to take your uh, last word and uh, recommendation for the CCD candidates and uh, what will you do for this after this uh, Please, Andre, let's start with you. Yeah, I would say that, you know, don't put any artificial pressure on yourself to achieve this certification within a certain time. Uh, find a great group of people that you feel like they're 
interested in learning, they want to help each other, develop that team of people, and you know, learn as much as you can, and take take all of the recommendations that are out there uh, online. There are several of them, right? There's several good groups, but you know, find the right group of people, hold each other accountable to learning as much as you can, and to sharing as much as you can. And I think through that process, you know, even if you don't eventually take an exam and become numbered, you'll always you'll at least achieve the status of uh, unnumbered in both CCIE, maybe in many cases as well as CCDE. So uh, have fun with it. Don't put pressure. Thank you. Marwan? Well, my main suggestion is uh, focus on experience first. If someone is mainly working uh, an engineering uh, type of role, I would say if this person can try to participate in some architectures and design where start gathering requirements, putting the solution, so at least he starts to have the mindset of a designer, not as an implementer. Once you transform your thinking from implementer to designer, you'll be in a very good situation. Then you can, let's say, fill the gaps by reading the suggested books and uh, go through the suggestions just, just Andre mentioned where you have a group and discussion so you can improve it. Thank you. And then Dipnesh. So my main thing is a little bit similar to what everyone else said. Focus on the journey rather than just on the destination. So don't try to focus a timeline, oh, I have to pass this exam in next six months or a year, you know. Try to learn things properly. If it takes two years, that's fine. And uh, whenever you pick up a technology and trying to, you know, you know, either you are implementing or either you are trying to learn about it, Think about few things like how do you scale this? Is this is scalable? How do you? What problem is really trying to solve it? Right? What are the use cases where you can put this and solve a business problem? Uh, does it? How does the convergence looks like? So put those certain attributes which always a network designer look for in a design and see if how the technology fits into that place and try. You know, so if you are into that mindset, CCD would be a lot more easier exam. Thank you. And uh, as a last, my suggestion would be for the CCD is, I wrote an article uh, also for Pocket Pusher, Orhan Ergun's CCD story, and please uh, read it. Uh, my suggestion for the, specifically for the exam, actually, just uh, think about business requirements, really business requirements. Uh, but overall, for CCD preparation, uh, be patient. Just try to learn. It can take, as Dipanshu said, it can take uh, two years, three years, but you will learn. Guys, thank you very much for being in the podcast with me this week. I also want to say thanks for my all listeners. Hope you find it useful. And if you liked it, I would like to see your comments. My plan is to schedule podcasts about each and individual topics which are in the CCDE blueprint, data centers, network design. IP version 6, quality of service, multicast, security, IGP, BGP, MPLS, overlay technologies, basically everything. If you have specific ideas, specific topics for me to talk in the podcast, please write them as well. You can follow me on Twitter, Organizing CCDE, and till next podcast. Please remember, too much networking would never be enough.